Hello and welcome to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast for Tuesday, November 5th, 2019. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and I don't know about you, but I am still recovering from the roller coaster win over the Pittsburgh Penguins on Monday night. But we'll get to that in a moment. First of all, I'd just like to tell you that this again is the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where we present your favorite team every single day. Uh, like I said, I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and here we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL on a daily basis. To keep up with the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, please follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Boston Bruins. You can also find me at Ian C. McLaren. And if you'd like to contact me via email, you can email LockedOnBostonBruins at gmail.com. Please subscribe to Locked On Boston Bruins on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever else you listen. I personally use Pocket Casts from my Android phone, and I very much love it. Uh, please rate and review the show while you're doing that as well. And now on uh, with today's episode, and we'll begin by looking back at Monday night's wild win over the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, which, if we're being honest, the Bruins uh, didn't really deserve, but they came out with the two points, the regulation victory, uh, 6-4 over the Pittsburgh Penguins. I describe it as a roller coaster because, of course, the Bruins uh, jumped out to a 3-0 lead uh, at uh, you know within the first 25 minutes of the game. Uh, Jake DeBrusque opened the scoring uh, on a, a pretty wicked... Uh, Tough angle shot on Matt Murray. Uh, Brad Marchand later scored uh, his uh, ninth of the season by batting the puck at a midair on a, a pretty crazy chip pass from David Pasternak. And then Pasternak himself scored his 14th goal of the season uh, at the 422 mark of the second period to give the Bruins a 3 nothing lead. And it seemed like, um, you know, that they were going to cruise to victory at that point. However, the Penguins ended up, um, I think they outshot the Bruins something like 21-9 to in the second period and uh, scored four unanswered goals, uh, the last of which came with under three seconds left in the second period. It was uh, Dominic Cahoon, Nick Bukestad, Brian Rust, and John Marino scoring those goals. Um, the Bruins just looked... Uh, completely dominated in that second period, and it really looked like uh, the tide had turned in the Penguins' favor. But uh, these Bruins uh, don't give up, and they have too much talent to uh, let a game like that slip away. Tori Krug scored on a, a pretty, pretty wicked uh, shot over Tristan Jari, who had come in for Matt Murray at that point. Um, then Brad Marchand scored the game winner with about uh, one fifty-seven remaining in the third period. And then uh, I think that one also was on a, a pretty tough angle. And then Bergeron added the uh, empty netter later on to seal the deal. Um, so like I mentioned, through the second period, the, the Bruins were really reeling. The Penguins were dominating, seizing control with four straight goals, dominating possession, uh, and appeared to drop the dagger 
uh, with Marino's goal with 2.6 seconds remaining in the, the middle frame. Of that, uh, Tori Krug said wave after wave. It was like no one could put a stop to it. I think they just outskated us that period, to be honest. We took our foot off the gas pedal, which can't happen in this league, especially against a team that has that kind of firepower. Um, the Bruins were trailing, obviously going into the third period, uh, but they did score the three unanswered goals and um, extended their point streak to 10 games, win streak to six games. Marshan said, you want to try and learn something from every game, whether it's good or bad, take the positives and the negatives and try to learn from both. We have to learn that when we get up, we can't let them crawl their way back in. We have to stay calm and focused all the way through the game, play a full 60, which is a bit of a cliche that we hear time and time again in the NHL, but but it is pretty true. We've been pretty good at that, and there's always games that aren't going to be your best, and you have to wait to find those games. At the end of the day, we did that. Um, watching the Bruins this season, that was arguably their worst game of the season, their worst effort, especially in the second period. They just looked totally outclassed, uh, but full credit to them for uh, getting the win. The Penguins' goaltending was pretty pitiful, and that certainly played a part in it, uh, but the Bruins, you know, they found a way to get the job done. Brad Marchand led the way with five points on the night, the two goals and three assists. Uh, he was really instrumental in the game tying goal where he uh, started the comeback with a stellar uh, move to keep the puck in the Penguin zone before finding Krug, who just, uh, like I said, unleashed a, a pretty wicked slapper from a very sharp angle to tie the game uh, about midway through the third period. Marchand later scored the game winner on a, a pretty wicked wrist shot on Tristan Jari, who initially got, um, actually hit the post, then hit Jari's back, and then bounced into the net, uh, trickled over the goal line to put the team up uh, 5-4. Marchand said, I knew it hit the post, and everyone started cheering, so I thought it was in. But then when I started going around the net, I realized it was still kind of bouncing around there. It's one of those lucky plays where it just bounces your way, and, and that was the story for the Bruins last night. They got that lucky bounce. The play went their way um, in a game that they probably didn't deserve to win, and, and the Penguins probably feel pretty miserable for not even getting a point out of that. But, you know, say la vie, things happen, um, and and it went Boston's way on this night. Um, Marchand, like I said, he had five points. It was his second five-point performance in his last four games. He's got a career-high point streak of 13 games, um, a, a career high assist streak of 12 games uh, with the three assists that he got. And he's now second in the NHL in total points at 28, uh, one point behind David Pasternak for the league lead. So if you look at the at the stats leaders today, you'll see both of those guys at the top of the NHL leaderboard. Uh, like I said, Pasternak with 29 points through 14 games for a better than two-point-per-game average, 2.07. And Marshan has the 28 points through 14 games for an even two-point-per-game average. Uh, nobody uh, really comes close to that. Leon Dreisaitl, his uh, average is 1.69, and Connor McDavid is at 1.5. They're the next two highest, and the next two highest uh, point-getters in the NHL as well. So uh, Pasternak and... Um, 
Marshan just really rolling right now. I think I saw a stat last night. Yeah, here it is from Stat Center. It says, with their efforts tonight, Bruins linemates David Pasternak, 29 points, Brad Marshan, 28 points, have become the first set of winger teammates ever to average two plus points uh, per game through the opening 14 games of the season. So a historic start for those two super wingers for the Bruins. And uh, they are just rolling at a ridiculous level right now. And uh, it's really good to see them getting that kind of uh, production. It's, it's, it's crazy to watch these two game in and game out. And um, it's ridiculous that they are blessed with Patrice Bergeron in the middle, who does a lot of the work uh, kind of that isn't rewarded with points per se, but, uh, you know, creates that space for them to do their thing. And, um, you know, she's just the greatest line in hockey right now. It's, it's without question, uh, just a fact. So um, a couple other notes from that game. Uh, Tori Krug and Charlie McAvoy were both dinged up late in the third period. Uh, but the good news is they appear to have escaped major damage. McAvoy crashed into the post trying to break up a Pittsburgh uh, odd man rush. And uh, his head bounced into the uh, post. Uh, but it seems like he just had a cut. Um, so, it, um, yeah, Krug also took what looked to be a skate to the face in front of the net. But it looks like he just got cut as well. So Cassidy said uh, he assumes that the worst of the damage will just be fixing up those uh, cuts. Cameron Hughes also made his NHL debut last night. He had uh, 9 minutes, 53 seconds of ice time. Uh, Bruce Cassidy said he worked hard. He has a good stick, as advertised. A good working game. He learned some lessons about how to be strong on the puck. In the neutral zone, there were a couple of loose plays. Just some of the stuff that Anders Bjork has had to learn. Uh, but I liked his game. I liked his effort. And he fit in with that line. Skating on the fourth line with Sean Corrali and Chris Wagner. Um, another point streak to uh, um, to rep- And it's a bit of an unexpected one. But Brandon Carlo, he uh, had an assist. And he now has five points, two goals, three assists in his last five games. Chara also has four points in his last four games. So... You know, there were questions about secondary scoring early on in the season, but, you know, when Brandon Carlo is on a five-game point streak, it's time to put that to rest. Everybody's chipping in right now, and the team is just rolling at a very high level and getting the job done. So, again, in short, it wasn't Boston's best effort of the season by any stretch, but they escaped with the win. They're now 8-0-2 in their last 10 games. They are... Uh, what's their record now? 11, 1, and 2 through 14 games. They lead the NHL in points and also have the best... Uh, no, actually, sorry. They are one point back of the Washington Capitals who have uh, a record of 11, 2, and 3 for 25 points, although the Bruins have two games in hand on the Capitals and their win percentage is uh, 857, which is uh, above the Capitals at 781. They also have a uh, plus 22 goal differential, which is the best in the league. So um, you can easily make the argument that the um, Bruins are the best team in the NHL right now. Before we move on and look to Tuesday night's game against the uh, Montreal Canadiens, I just wanted to talk to you for a second about DoorDash. 
Treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurant come to you with DoorDash. Right now, Locked On Boston Bruins listeners can get $5 off your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCKEDON. Now, the Bruins don't have any time to rest as they already flew to Montreal for tonight's game against the Canadians. A little breaking news here in advance of that one. We have Matt Coleman of uh, WEEI. Last night, he reported that Zach Sinishin was heading out with the Bruins for the bus to board the plane to Montreal. Uh, perhaps he will be in the lineup tonight in favor of Cameron Hughes. Uh, who maybe was sent down. There's no um, official report from the Bruins as of yet as to a roster move, but Sinitian was on the plane to Montreal, meaning he could be in the lineup tonight. Um, I have been advocating for a few days now that I would love to see a line of Anders Bjork, uh, Charlie Coyle, and Zach Sinitian. I think that would be a dynamic trio uh, incredible amount of speed. It's likely that they might um, not put the two rookies on the same line. So it'll be interesting to see what the line combinations are at the morning skate. Um, but uh, if you have not been paying attention, Zach Sinitian has looked uh, really great lately for um, the Providence Bruins. Now listen, going back to the 2015 draft, if you followed me on Twitter for that long, you know that I was... Very down on this pick. Uh, it was a, a huge reach, and it remains uh, that way at this point in his uh, career. He's only played two games for the Bruins since being drafted almost five years ago, and he has one goal in those two games. Even this season, Sinitian only has two goals and one assist through 12 games. He was banged up to begin the season. And uh, if you've seen a highlight of his second goal of the season, you'll see that it was scored after an amazing uh, forecheck, uh, getting back to the neutral zone to retrieve the puck after it was, uh, you know, gathered by the opposition and uh, attempted to take it up the ice. He brought it back in, toe drag, top shelf. Uh, It was an amazing goal. This kid has lots of speed. Uh, He's showing that he has the tenacity to um, not give up on the play. Um, His defensive game obviously needs some work, but, um, you know, that's true of any offensive winger stepping into the NHL pretty much. Um, So it'll be really interesting to see if he can make an impact uh, with the Bruins after being apparently called up for tonight's game against Montreal. He is only 22. There's still lots of time for him to... Uh, make his way into the NHL. Again, I was really hard on this pick. I had no idea what Sweeney was doing with it, especially with the guys we know that were still on the board at that time, specifically Matt Burzell, uh, Brock Besser, Kyle Connor. Uh, all those guys have uh, already made successful transitions to the NHL and proven to be effective goal scorers. Um, I must admit some sort of bias when it comes to uh, Sinitian. We are both from Ottawa and uh, he was actually went to the same high school as my nephew and um, helped out in his high school gym class. And I know, um, you know, secondhand that he is uh, just a really nice kid and has a great heart and, um, yeah, just really wants to make good on um, the faith that the Bruins showed in him by selecting him 15th overall back in 2015. 
So I am personally all aboard the Sanishin train, and I really hope that he makes an impact after being called up um, for the game against the Canadians. Speaking of the Canadians, they entered tonight's game with a record of 7-5-2 through 14 games. They're 16 points. Uh, they're outside of the playoff picture to this point. Um, just taking a look at their leading scorers, Brendan Gallagher leads the team in scoring. Uh, actually, he's tied with Jonathan Drouet for the lead. Sorry, team lead with 12 points. They each have seven goals and five assists. They're followed by Thomas Tatar and Max Domi. They have four goals and seven assists for 11 points in 14 games. Obviously, their star player is Kerry Price. He has six wins, four losses, and an overtime loss to his name this season with a 9.15 save percentage. Um, dwarfed by Tuka Rask's performance to date, obviously, who he leads the NHL in save percentage uh, with a mark of 0.949. Um, so, yeah, Tuka Rask, obviously he's had issues in the past with the Canadians, but I truly believe that uh, he's up to the task. He's playing some of his best hockey of his career, and um, I would expect him to put his best effort forward tonight uh, as the Bruins look to beat their old rivals in Montreal. Uh, one other note about um, David Pasternak, NHL PR tweeted out last night that uh, he joins Bobby Orr as only the second player in franchise history to post multiple point streaks of 12-plus games prior to his 24th birthday. So a superstar in the making, arguably already at that level for the Boston Bruins, is David Pasternak, um, your early Rocket Richard, uh, race leader, your early Hurt Trophy candidate for the Boston Bruins, and um, just playing at an otherworldly level right now. And it's great to see. Um, and I love tweeting out the pasta red light emoji <laughs> tweets every single game. Um, so we'll see if he can keep that going tonight against the Montreal Canadiens. So that's a look ahead to tonight's game. Uh, should be a, uh, a great one, as always, as the Bruins and Canadians renew their rivalry. It all begins at 7.30 Eastern Time. Um, and the Bruins, uh, yeah, having played last night, again, one of the benefits of their roster right now is that they have the kind of two starting goalies. So Halak uh, was able to withstand the Pittsburgh attack last night, and his offense bailed him out for the win. And the Bruins now have the luxury of turning to um, an elite goalie in Tukarask on the second half of that back-to-back. -back. So uh, a huge bonus for them, and hopefully it serves them well tonight in Montreal. And before we close, we'll just take a quick look around the NHL. In case you missed it on Monday, the three stars of the week were announced. They were uh, Jake, Jacob Vrana of the uh, Washington Capitals was the second star. I don't know why I started with him. Uh, Vancouver Canucks, Elias Peterson, and Edmonton Oilers goalie Mike Smith were the three stars of the week for last week. Uh, so the Bruins were shut out for the first time in a couple of weeks, as Pasternak and Marshan were the first stars um, over the last couple of weeks. Um, that was pretty much all the news that was made on Monday. In the rumor mill, uh, the Los Angeles Kings are really struggling. They're in uh, Toronto tonight to play the Maple Leafs, uh, but they may be heading towards Rebuildville. And a few names are mentioned uh, by some 
uh, Sportsnet people, notably uh, Chris Johnston and Luke Fox. Tyler Toffoli could be on the move at some point this season, as along with Jeff Carter, Dustin Brown, Jonathan Quick. Um, I believe Jeff Carter was a guy that the Bruins had um, pinpointed last year as a potential trade uh, target. Uh, Toffoli would be a nice uh, scoring winger as well to add. It's someone that, um, you know, Jimmy Murphy, for whatever he's worth, he mentioned both of those guys as potential to um, beef up the second line. Uh, Toffoli is a unrestricted free agent coming up this summer. Well, Jeff Carter, uh, I think he still has some time left on his contract. Let's just pull that up here. Jeff Carter, he has a cap hit of $5.27 million. And he has two years left on his deal. So it's, I wouldn't think that the Bruins would be looking to bring that kind of salary in with uh, Back is still on the roster and Krug and uh, DeBrusque and Charlie Coyle uh, hitting free agency this coming summer. But Toffoli might be a guy that they would look at uh, to um, uh, beef up the second line wing position, which is something that the Bruins uh, for the last couple of years have had to deal with and it seems as though they'll be on that track again this year although Danton Heinen has looked really great up with Jake DeBrusque and David Krejci um, so maybe it'll be to add a winger along Coyle and Bjork if Sinishin can't stay up um, but we'll see how that shakes out perhaps they can find the answers to that internally with um, relying on more of their youth to um, to help push the offense here in Boston. So that is it for today's show. Uh, kind of a lot to touch on with the Bruins playing last night and the Bruins playing tonight. Um, again, they're in Montreal Tuesday night playing the Canadians at 7.30 Eastern time. And uh, it looks like Zach Sinishin will be in the lineup. Keep an eye on at LO underscore Boston Bruins. And I'll be sure to share out any uh, line combinations that are uh, coming out as a result of the morning skate and where Sinitian might fit into the lineup for Tuesday's game. But look for him to use his speed um, and aggressive forecheck to help create some offense for the Bruins tonight in Montreal. Uh, that's it for today's show. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Again, I am Ian McLaren, host of the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. Please, again, follow the show at LO underscore Boston Bruins. You can find me at ENC McLaren. And do uh, download, subscribe, rate, review the show wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, it would really be very much appreciated if you could take a couple moments to do that. Uh, thanks again for listening. Uh, and we will catch you again tomorrow. Take care, friends.